Welcome to Floral Foolishness. Sports! Sports indeed! Where it's always island time on Floral Foolishness. Sports! We'll debate current topics. Sports! Inside the sports world and society around it. No matter how unbelievable or ridiculous said situation may be. All while rocking crunchy, vibey, island swag baby that's right i'm stotzy and with me as always is the dragon wrangler jeremy phelps what up what up indeed yeah so we're back and uh so we're stealing elements from other shows because well screw it right it's fun uh so wrangler opening statement no rebuttal period we're just gonna roll with it just you know don't monologue too much yeah, so my opening statement, um, you know, it's something we've talked about a couple times before, but so <clears throat> I'm coaching a um, <clears throat> fifth, sixth grade box lacrosse team right now. And uh, for anybody that knows me, it's my own personal hell. It's I don't know how I fucking got shafted with it. But so we had our first tournament this weekend and we were playing up in age divisions. So we were playing in the seventh, eighth grade division. And uh, so we got just absolutely pumped in every single game because our little fifth, sixth graders were pussies and didn't want to get hit. So they just ran away from every bit of contact ever. But mm. where I'm going with this is after our first game, we lose something like 11-2 or something like that. Just get absolutely blown out. And as we're walking off the field, there's a mom over to the side from our team. And she's like, good job, guys. That was a really good game. Good job, guys. I'm like, know exactly maybe, where this is going <laughs> maybe in 2024 we get away from the fucking everybody gets a participation trophy medal type thing and just get to a point where like you know you don't get to be 19 and going into a job interview with your mom because you don't know how to do anything for yourself maybe we just accept the fact that if we're keeping score in a competitive box tournament that we keep score and we accept the reality that maybe you didn't play all that well maybe your teammates didn't either maybe you don't belong there you know, I think the first episode I ever did on one of our previous shows, we talked about a different tournament I was coaching in, and this kid wasn't drinking water, so his mom had to yell from the sidelines about the fact he needed to drink yes. his Gatorade. Gatorade and no just... shoes. AJ, Gatorade and no shoes, AJ. If we're getting to a point where you can't even drink your own Gatorade without mom telling you you have to, I just, I don't know where we're going societally right now, and I think that scares me. Put blankets on before you go to sleep, AJ. <laughs> AJ, make make sure you pay for your date's dinner, AJ. Don't make a pay for it itself if you want to get handsy after. <laughs> God, we got to have, like, I don't know, great Aunt Ursula's fucking words of wisdom. That might be a segment <laughs> one week. Ursula's words of wisdom's just like, don't go light in your bed on fire because then you ain't going to have no food. <laughs> that was a piece of advice i got irl that's and And to be fair you haven't done it so clearly it's working yeah that that's what you learn in the internship kids yeah who knows where you'd be without it sleeping on a floor probably would have a better back but not as much sleep time so you know know, peaks and valleys ebbs and flows absolutely absolutely yeah, I was wondering how long it would take for the participation trophy stuff to come up for you. I I should have went with the under one episode, but 
<laughs> under about 45 seconds yeah <laughs> it's just like all right here on floor four you know let me talk about participation trophies for a sec <laughs> this is something we've never we discussed should, we should just carry it in society honestly if we're going to give it to you as a kid you should get it when you're an adult too like if you're like working a job and you're out there and you're in like accounting and you're like the sixth best accountant you should get like a, you're the sixth best accountant trophy like everybody else gets like a pizza party and you get like a slice of broccoli not even on the pizza, just broccoli by itself. <laughs> no cheese, no salt, no pepper, nothing. Just raw broccoli. Yep. Maybe it's got <laughs> like a piece of white bread. <laughs> just, just some Wonder Bread shit that's been sitting in the cupboard for six months. It's like, this is a bread. This is mold. We're almost a beer. I, which to your everybody should have a participation trophy bit. I was going to say, uh, I mean, isn't beer a participation trophy of sorts? Uh, no, I drank to win. <laughs> we play real sports here on Floral Foolishness. Yeah. If you're trying to be the best at exercising, then sure, beer's a participation trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I should have really thought of the Michelob Ultra commercials, but those are never on the forefront of my mind, or nor should they be <laughs> on your mind, good listener. So, here's my opening statement, because um, I, I want to address this right the fuck now. We're not podcasters. Nope. I just want to get that right out there right now. So, uh, you know, oh, man, don't Jeremy do another fucking show. I should keep up because we're stupid. Yeah, we're not podcasters, but we are stupid and have five degrees between us. Which probably means we're doubly stupid or five times stupid, whatever five times. It means whatever five institutions are stupider than we are. Mm. So something like that. So, you know, and I think that's why, um, at least from my perspective, why Plaster didn't last, um, because we kind of got away from that. And then yep. Sobs wasn't really going to last because that wasn't really the intent of Sobs when we launched it initially. Mm -hmm. So after a little bit of a break, Jeremy's like, I got the fever, the fever only pretending to be podcast is solve yep. i was like oh god here we go again but you know i mean we, we came up with this concept of well you know playing to the strengths um strength number one is obviously um the hawaiian shirt gig you know <laughs> it is on fleck on fleek i don't know what you gen zers say on fire on well i, I just think it's on 50. fuego I just think it's swell. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was obviously a part to this. And it's like, well, we got to talk about sports because, you know, we like those sometimes. And we got to do Every stupid stuff because yep. we yeah. like stupid stuff. So that's yeah. how we got here. I think you're right. I think Plaster just got too serious and too much a place for people to vent their frustrations, which don't get me wrong. There's plenty of reason to vent frustration, but... Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the whole reason, like, this is just an outlet to just talk about stupid shit, get a little drunk, and uh, then talk about even stupider shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like each time that those shows either started to go off the wagon or just, we just didn't do them anymore, excuse me, when, was when we hit that point of, well, it's a podcast now. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, if you're looking for continuity or, like, fun graphics, or minimal editing uh look elsewhere 
like we're we're doing this one shot too. I I just want to say that too from the beginning. Yeah. If you ever see us do a cut, it's because Mecha Hitler joined the conversation at some point and we <laughs> had to cut it out or else, you know. Because we had to cut an entire segment because something <laughs> went off, off the rails. Somebody took their pants off like I just something happened. I, uh, I'm not to say that hasn't it would have ended us up in jail instead of just ended getting us kicked off if we get kicked off of spotify who cares <laughs> yeah I, i've been kicked out of you know worse or better internet forums so you know <laughs> it'll yeah. happen again yeah it'll, it'll happen, happen again. again yeah oh i love it i love it and and you know right to start the show within the first 10 minutes i get an alert from from zoom that says your internet is unstable aren't we all zoom stop judging us <laughs> aren't we all that's the perfect transition to our next or actually our first segment yay we're past open let's go so not to cut in here but i'm gonna get us off the rails for a second because i have two things to get us off the rails i'm gonna tell a story while i'm transitioning into yes! one. Um, yes i saw a thing the other day and it was like uh it was i don't know what the difference is between a gif and a meme but it was one of them and it was a picture and this woman texts this dude and she's like is your son a youth medium? And he responds and he goes, like a child psychic? No, what the fuck are you asking me? She's like, no, a fucking shirt size, dumbass. And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, but my transition, where I'm going with this, and I appreciate the fact that in the first five minutes you brought up a Mickey Ultra commercial because I have a very special drink to start us off here. I was going to get beer, and I was walking around, grabbed a case of Yingling, and as I'm grabbing the case, I was off the side, and this pretty orange can catches my attention. I'm like, ooh, what's this? And I look at it, and it says Michelob Ultra. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look at it more. Michelob Ultra infusions, mango and chili. Sorry, mango e chili with a Y, not an A. Mango uh, e chili. So, uh, a light lager with real fruit and natural flavors. Um, I'm going to try this for the first time. And you're going to get my honest, not cut out reaction because I have a strong feeling I might throw up as soon as I take this. But, you know, we're going to start things off on a high note here and get tropical, a little mango, a little chili. It's like if somebody put bush light into an emptied out mango shell and then um, put it through like a funnel at spring break. So kind of just like dirty mop water, but with like a little like, I don't know, like orange flavoring mixed in there. I, I wanted to mute myself just so it stayed on your picture the whole time. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love it's, that. Do you, do you want to go ahead? Beer. Do you want to go ahead and untap that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do, with that actually. same descriptor, you know, just, just exactly. You want to do it before I forget it here. It's a good call. Yeah. It's yeah. Which is cool. Which, by the way, uh, we're going to name a bunch of people who are not our sponsors at all on this show. And I think that's our first unofficial, not real sponsor of the show is Untapped. I will say the difference, though, is that in this situation, Mango Eat Chili actually has a 3.15 on Untapped, which is shocking that it's that high. Wow. Uh, Michelob Ultra, if you want to sponsor us, don't. We're better than you. <laughs> even your mango chili beer didn't do anything to help that situation uh so yeah if you're not on untapped for a little bit more context of what goes on it's social media for beer you take pictures of beer 
which people want to see, and you rate them on a five-point scale, depending on what level you sign up for. You could do it by quarters. You would do it by tenths if you give them 50 bucks a month to upkeep the, the app. Um, it's fantastic. You can see what other people have rated beers, read reviews. Hey, you could friend us even. You know, We're both on there. Mike Stoke. Well, I think mine is Michael Stoke. New friends. I don't know. And then, then, you know, Phelpsy's on there too. So, you know, just, just look for us on untapped. I think that's the, the only social media channel we'll be on outside of Spotify because we have to be so, but that's okay. That's okay. So the mango chili, um, so spicy that, yeah, I'm, I'm so did not deliver. It did not (laughs) deliver at all. He he hyped Um, it up so much. Not even, not even a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so if you're trying to friend us on untapped, I'm Phelps J too. Spelled just like my last name here. And uh, Stotesy is Stoked Stotes. S-T-O-K-E-D-S-T-O-C-Z. Stoked Stotes. Oh, yeah. God, we've had those things for so fucking long now. 2015. 2015 for you. Oh, God, I got to look at mine. They just use it so much. It's a fantastic app. Even though Jeremy is like lapping me at this point from checked in beers, but well, I was down for like seven years and then I dated an alcoholic and here we are. So yeah. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, March seventh, twenty fifteen. I think that's uh, McChesney's birthday. March eighth, twenty fifteen, two thousand two hundred and fifty three check ins. So I've been drunk pretty constantly for the last nine years here. <laughs> that's that tracks. Yep. That tracks. Yeah, I have how you find your way into a not podcast podcast in 2024. We're not podcasters. 1,664 unique beers. And I don't check in multiples usually. The only time I did that was just to get the badge. So, and they give yeah, you badges even for to get, being an alcoholic. So there's your which, participation trophy right there. Hey, hey, again, you have to compete for those. There's nothing participation about that unless it's the check in to every beer, not individual beers one, which I will never do. I'm never going to get that badge. No, I yeah, fundamentally I refuse. I just hope that one day untaps like, wow, you're so much an alcoholic and so committed to this. You deserve it. We're just going to give you this badge. <laughs> I hope so, too. I mean, they send all kinds of neat, like, info stuff, like where big beer fests are happening. And then your my... internet does suck, bro. You're cutting out right now. Oh, well, good thing that we're recording on mine because it has my stuff. <laughs> God, it's saying my internet connection is unstable. Come on. I can only roll with that joke once, Internet. Grow up. <laughs> Grow up. Like, if, go get some uh, therapy. Listeners, let this be a lesson. If your computer has the balls to tell you three times that your internet connection is unstable, you have the balls to go talk to that pretty girl that you like. Ooh. Ooh, it's life advice from Mango Chili Beer. Ugh, God, also don't drink this. That's better life advice. You have to pick between the two. Pick don't drink this. <laughs> All right. So I think, well, what, what other show semantics should we go over? Um, I, I guess, you so, know, we're going to have a rotating cast of ideas and stuff. So it won't be the same thing every time. We'll yeah. have episodes where we just do stupid shit. More times than not, it's just going to be stupid shit. So don't take anything that we talk about too seriously. But yeah, like certain guests we bring on, we're going to get a lot more serious for that segment. And then we're going to get rid of them for a segment so we can get just fucking redonkulous again. And then uh, other guests that we'll have on from time to time will be so fucked up by the time they get on that they won't be serious from the start. 
So, uh, yeah, basically just don't take anything too serious because we're not going to. Hell no. We on island time, baby. It's island time. All right. 4, 4 p.m. on a Thursday, island time at its finest. Oh, yeah. It's a party in the USA. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the first segment since we've already derailed yeah. the show. I love it. I love it. So we head into America's pastime, making fun of Cowboys fans unrelentingly for being bad at football and everything else. NFL wildcard rounds are in the books. Divisional rounds about to get underway. The Cowboys got pantsed by my oh. my new boy. I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm I'm going in on him. He's my boy, oh. Jordan Love. Oh, this is a first. He's my We're boy. breaking barriers right now in episode one. Breaking so many barriers. Um, I absolutely love what Matt Le- or uh, what LaFleur is doing with the team. We got the youngest team in the NFL going to fucking you next know, round of the playoffs. I don't oh, think man. we have any. I don't think we have any uh, social pages yet. But if we do, we need to put a Twitter post up of what's a bigger groundbreaking in episode one. Stosi admitting that he likes Jordan Love or James Earl Jones breaking the color barrier by pretending to be a white guy. Which one's a bigger episode one? Who knows? Who knows? Even though it wound up being episode four, but really it was episode one. So I, I'm definitely 100% going with James Earl Jones on that one. But hey, you know what? <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me I actually wrong. saw him read the national anthem once. It was a really fucking weird day. Um, oh, you know how like most times they get celebrities and they'll be like, oh, the celebrity is going to come in and sing. You're like, it's a pretty big deal. Well, James Earl Jones is not a singer. I was at a Fort Wayne Wizards single A baseball game. And they brought James Earl Jones to read the national anthem. And he reads just like he talks. It's yeah, that's you can his natural voice. It, you can imagine in your own head of what it was like. It was like slam poetry, but like on a baseball field. Dude, we're and this is how this show is going to go. We're just going to get off topic. We're going to come All back the to the football at um, some point. But now we're talking about national anthem singers. Were you with us um, in Greenville the one time that uh, Greenville, South Carolina, when we went to a brewery called 13 stripes amazing brewery they're I've not our, they're not our sponsors not i would like to think there are an unofficial sponsors as well they soon. um but we went there we got a little bit drunk and then went and explored uh it's in a mill like an old mill building like yeah. did, were you it's... with us when we did that and we found the national anthem singers office in there no i don't think oh, so shit yeah the national anthem singer's office yeah, yeah yeah there was one of them so um we were like and it's an old mill building like that it's not oh, well lit yeah. anywhere the, the mill itself like the building's massive the brewery's not that big but the mm-hmm. mill around is enormous yeah yeah so we went and got lost in this fucking thing and it's i think like four floors and so we were on the top floor i think it was sluga and maybe uh mcpeters that might have been the last time i saw mcpeters oh shit anyways he's still alive don't don't worry about him he's fine he's He's still in korea uh he's somewhere not in america that's the last i heard uh but anyways mcpeters if you're listening you know uh via condios and all that so uh we walk around we find this like weird lit office that's also a um it's got all this like these jerseys yeah. and they're like minor league jerseys 
and they're real obscure. And obviously they had some of the Greenville teams, um, like the Swamp Rabbits, their hockey team, uh, the Drive, the baseball team. Um, I even think they had an old school Greenville Groove minor league basketball jersey okay, uh, for those for those of you who are looking for obscure greenville south carolina sports trivia gotcha so we're like what the fuck is and nobody is there like we could have just walked in and been like mine walked out and probably nothing <laughs> would have happened and so all of a sudden out of the shadows this guy appears like hello i mean he's just like <laughs> it is the creepiest but oddly welcoming sort of sense to it and we're like hey what the hell is this place and he's like oh are you a fan of my artwork and we're like dude we don't even know where the fuck we're at right now <laughs> you know i mean i think one of us is still walking around with a beer and that was the last head. words we heard are you a fan of my artwork <laughs> yeah and that's how mcpeters actually died story was real anyways no you're about to be some see the lampshade in my office <laughs> it puts it's the, human it puts the lotion on the lampshade but um so this guy he's like showing us his artwork and he's talking about it. he's like all right you guys gotta know my shtick before you leave and i was like we didn't even know you existed beforehand bro and <laughs> this dude's like so i paint while singing the national anthem and apparently all of his artwork is like artwork he's done while singing the national anthem at minor what? or major league sporting events yeah and so all these jerseys he got were like thank yous for for doing that and shit and i was like that's pretty fucking impressive and then we got the fuck out of there because it was creepy yeah smart decision that i'm pretty sure that's how jigsaw starts um i think one day he was like do you want to play my painting game? And they were like, no, sorry, we don't have the budget anymore. We're just going to get like a kid's choir. And he's like, what? A kid's choir? Oh, we're all going to play again now. And then he gets into a car accident and finds out he has cancer. But, you know, we're going to blame it on the kid's chorus. Hell yeah. Uh, kids, cancer, they both start with a cuff. Just saying, they're both kind of a disease. There's not really a whole lot of difference there. Also, the deeper you get into this, now there's less mango and it tastes more like chili. You'd think they'd mix them together. I think they just layered them. Oh, God. Um, so the bottom third is probably going to be just Mickey Ultra by itself with neither. <laughs> Dude, you need to shake that shit up. <laughs> and it's going to explode everywhere. It's going to make it worse. Do you have ex other ones of that? Uh, they had more. This is the only one I got. Oh, when I oh, saw God. it in the pretty orange can, I have ADD, and I just I couldn't get any farther. That's all I could pay attention to. <laughs> oh, man. God. And you thought we were going to go on a rant about how much the Cowboys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Got them. Um, so, actually, before we even get into this segment, uh, Wrangler, go ahead and tell everybody, including our great friend, uh, Alonzo Maestas, Esquire, other degrees after him uh why the cowboys suck uh well that's too long of a question to fit into one show but the simple answer is Dak prescott's a junior varsity level quarterback who everybody blows up to think he's great because uh the cowboys have this aura of being awesome which they're not uh they don't have a run game because they got rid of zeke and tony pollard startingly average uh, and zeke in new england is sucking horrible 
New England's a team's horrible, but Zeke is horrible there. Mm-hmm. Uh, C.D. Lamb's a legitimate receiver, but he's the only player on their entire roster that can catch football. Yeah. And while they do have a legitimate defense, uh, Dan Quinn's about to leave to get another head coaching job where he's going to blow it the way he did in Atlanta. And they just announced today that Mike McCarthy's getting brought back, despite yep. the fact that everybody thought he was going to get fired and Belichick was going to go there. Um, basically the reason the Cowboys suck is because Jerry Jones is the guy who would like take his ball and leave if he didn't get picked first. And that's still happening now into his seventies. That's why the Cowboys are terrible. And they have one of the worst fan bases in the world. Yeah. Although we love Zoe every, <laughs> Hey, for every once in a while, you find a good one. We all make mistakes. Really Nobody's yeah. perfect. We all do. So just going through the list of, um, this uh, upcoming weekend's games, we have uh, the Yuccaneers heading to Detroit to face off against the Lions, um, the Taylor Swifts and the Bills. We have the Texans and Ravens, as well as the Go Pack Go Green Bay Packers heading out to sunny San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, so we're just going to go with our picks per game. We're each going to give a pick. Uh, starting with uh, Bucks at Lions, Wrangler, you're going to go first for each of these. But Bucks at Lions, who do you got? And uh, give a brief summary of the game. So you know, Buccaneer ships uh, are not land drawn. However, there is a giant lake that ba- backs up to Detroit. Now, the issue with that is Detroit, as a city, is guarded by RoboCop um, and bears and, and BMWs bears. and BMWs. Um, the Bucks are the most up and down team in the league this year. There's games that look like Super Bowl contenders. There's games that look like frauds. Now, I was almost about to pick the Bucks, and then yesterday I was reminded of a picture of Baker Mayfield with the Panthers last year, where they thought he was so bad of a quarterback that in practice they had him lined up playing scout team defensive end. Because of that, I got to go with the Lions here. I don't think Baker gets it done. I think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to go for another almost 200 yard game and light it up, Lions. By 10. You're muted, homie. I am. I am muted. I was was just saying, oh, yeah, that's a big prediction. Um, Yeah, I I think a lot of us got amnesia about all the flaws in uh, the Bucks offense and the giant gaping holes in the Bucks secondary. Um, During startlingly average Eagles defense. Yeah, uh, lest we forget the Eagles starting off 10 and 1 this season and fell off a fucking cliff. I mean, if you want to implode, if that's your ultimate goal, the Eagles were your playbook on how to do that. Bad play calling mixed with really bad culture and really not being mentally tough, I think is what it came down to. Bad mm-hmm. o- atrocious offensive line play. Um you add all that together, a Bucks team that is trying to finally move past the short-lived uh, Brady and Gronk uh, not smoking weed era. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this is not a knock on the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a decent team. I'm not going to say a great team, but they're decent. They have a chance to win the NFC South for a long time. Mostly because look who they're playing against. You could put uh, the best high school team in Georgia in the NFC South, and there's a chance they could win that division. 
They're at least winning a game in division. I, they I won I a couple. Say. They beat the Panthers twice and nothing else. Yeah. So I think the Bucks are one of these teams that figure they're starting to get the formula. They don't have the full thing figured out just yet. The Lions, I, I mean, this is, you know, like one of the glory year seasons already. All right. They doubled their all time playoff win record already. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, why not go for fucking broke at this point? At home, in front of your folks, you just proved that getting rid of Matt Stafford actually might have been an okay move, even though he won a Super Bowl in L.A. There, You could argue that he was surrounded by a lot of great talent that, that season, which I believe also showed in subsequent season. Yep. Um, I think the Lions are going to take this one and run with it as well um is that because jared goff now understands that the earth goes around the sun and not the other way around no not at all he still okay. thinks it's the other way around <laughs> so yeah. yeah is he spot sponsored by like uh the Kyrie irving shoe brand yet or uh it wouldn't surprise me if he has the first ever Kyrie cleats i could definitely see that Okay, here's a missed opportunity, and yeah, we're going off the rails now. Why is there not a variant of the Kyrie Irvings that's just the Mark Sargents? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's just flat soles for people with flat feet. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, like, mi mid-calf high fucking strap-up <laughs> boots. All right. We also... <laughs> We also might need to actually cut part of this episode so nobody steals our Shark Tank idea. We call it the Mark the Mark Sergeants. It's just people with flat arches. <laughs> oh God! It's just like some days with Mark Sarge. He's like, for years I've been struggling and trying to find a shoe that matches my flat feet until the Mark Sergeant. <laughs> We're gonna get an email like tomorrow morning after this episode is posted from the army that says dear sirs <laughs> we hear you have a great soul idea <laughs> we're looking to up our numbers uh, you know in plastered all the time i you know i challenged people to fight me and i went undefeated because none of them ever said yes i'm gonna go a different more zen route this time and instead of doing that hey I'm going to go ahead and ask people to come on our show instead. Do you disagree with anything we say or don't like that we're talking about you? Mark, you're welcome to come on. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. We're buying in. We're giving you an opportunity to entrench yourself in your brand. Yeah. Like and it, if, come on. And you, if you don't show up in the next week, we're not going to fight you. You're just a bad guy. It's unfortunate. It really is really is all right so that's bucks at lions next up we got the swifties heading to the cold cold in buffalo Phelpsy, what you got tell us the story so um i'm gonna go bills for two simple reasons uh the one that everybody would probably agree with that nobody or everybody has thought of at this point is that the receiving core is dog shit in kansas city Patrick Mahomes is a very average quarterback when he doesn't have Tyreek and Travis playing at a very high level. Uh, Rasheen Rice tearing up a beaten up, banged up secondary for the Dolphins, who are missing half of their starting defense going into that game, doesn't show what he really is. Um, this last game was a fluke. When you go up against a healthy defense, which Buffalo has, 
there's no chance. Uh, I got Buffalo. The other reason, though, more importantly, everybody in the world right now is talking about Taylor Swift, Dayton Travis, going to all the KC games. Um, Josh Allen, for those of you who don't know, cheated on his girlfriend and then found a girl way more famous who's also, I believe, a singer. I don't really know, but I think that's what she does. And it's flown under the radar. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, I'm sure, will be in attendance as well. And Taylor Swift, just being upset by the general fact that I'm sure Haley Steinfeld probably sings music too, that's probably okay as well, is going to be freaked out so much about the idea that some other white bitch is going to be in the stadium with her. She's going to keep Travis Kelsey up until 7 a.m. the morning before just talking about how much she hates this bitch. And as a result, Travis Kelsey is going to have 12 passes, hit him in the hands and fall to the ground and might take a nap in the middle of a huddle. Uh, So I've got bills by 14. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's a huge margin. Um, okay, so that brings up another topic we can get off rails with really, really quick. Um, of the singing, let's call it mafia that is just like white women. Um, <laughs> it, who is your is. MVP of white woman singer currently? Like that's at, at least Ooh. at least a minus grade famous. Ooh. Um I mean, I think it's got to be Beyonce, although I would give an honorable mention to Sam Smith. I said white women. <laughs> white women love Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Smith is a gay Englishman. They love him, too. All right. <laughs> if we're talking I mean, about just white women that can sing, then yeah. I don't know. Pass. I don't have a fucking answer. Pass. <laughs> One or two we just talked about, I guess. God, my mine is obvious if you were paying attention. Mine is Katy Perry, just because, <laughs> I, I, and it's all because of the interview. I love that fucking movie. Just, it is a phenomenal movie. Just firework um, going slow. Oh yeah, that hits. That right <laughs> fucking here hits. Let's yeah, go. it's so true, so accurate. Um, even though her honestly, concerts are allegedly shit because she can't sing, but yeah, that's a different story. White women. I might go Selena Gomez. You know, we're going to say a quick fact right here that the viewers might not know. My, like, cry in the car, emotional, I got to listen to it song, The Heart Wants What It Wants by Selena Gomez. That shit Ooh. comes on. I'm getting fucking deep. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you know, Taylor Swift brought this out. Maybe she's not all bad. Although you could have bought us Peacock accounts, goddammit. Uh, Taylor Swift hangs in a box with Brittany Mahomes and hasn't thrown her out of the box yet. She's not a good person. <laughs> Say what you want about her giving money to her groupies and her roadies and all that shit. If you can spend 10 minutes in a box with Brittany without trying to hit her or throw her out of the box, you're not a good person. Yeah, that quarterback show on Netflix really brought that one home. Oh, it just showed what we all thought already. There was times where you're like, yeah, no, Britney's a piece of shit, but you know, nothing's really proven. And I just feel that way. And then that show came out and we're like, oh no, every single thing I thought about her was true. All right. So to get back on track, I too have the Bills winning this one. It's it's a rivalry, and the Chiefs have never looked weaker coming into a playoff uh series under starting quarterback Patrick Mahomes. I think Kermit gets thrown into a fucking wall on this one. That O-line also has a lot of problems against um, above-par defensive lines. Um, yeah, I just 
I don't see this one going well. Um, excuse me. I don't see the Walrus keeping back a lot of his offensive talent to block too, which I mm-hmm. think is going to really put them in a hole early. It's not their game. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, you I mean their game, Trav- their yeah, their game is five yard out routes or thirty yard bombs. They mm-hmm. have no mid range game. They don't throw from five to thirty. Yeah. Yeah, and at, I believe, was it for the season, if I'm not mistaken, Chiefs wide receivers had the most drops of any receiving core in the league. By far. Like, it wasn't even close. So, I, I, that's not going to bode well in Buffalo. Yeah, I know. Oh, the Chiefs played negative weather last week, which is a whole other thing, Roger Goodell. Like, yeah. for fuck's sakes, make the cold weather games, the early games, like, get them some sunlight. They, they played the negative that. weather and fucking Mahomes' helmet exploded. Like, what is that? <laughs> what more do we need to see than that? I know. I, it, if you're delusional and think the NFL gives a shit about safety – um, please send us your drugs. We would love to see what you're taking <laughs> or, and we'll share with everybody. Yeah. Or come on the show and you're welcome to debate why you believe the NFL cares. I would be happy to have a back and forth with you because they have a 501c3 that's called the NFL cares foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if somebody's telling you something directly, maybe they mean the opposite sometimes. Fourth wall broken again. Let's go. All <laughs> right. So our next two games are going to be heavily biased. Um, Texans at Los Ravens. Phelpsy, who you got there? <laughs> and try not to give away who you're biased towards. Um, D'Amico Ryans will be coach of the year this year. CJ Stroud will be offensive rookie of the year this year. And there's a chance that Will Anderson may be defensive rookie of the year this year. Um a little tougher on that one, but it's, it's possible. Uh, the Ravens, on the other hand, are the only team in the league with not one but two Pro Bowl quarterbacks on their roster because Huntley, Tyler Huntley, who in his career has three touchdowns and six interceptions, is a Pro Bowl quarterback. Sorry, a Pro Bowl games quarterback. Um, Lamar has been playing in an MVP caliber this season. Um, Lamar is going to win the MVP this season and has been just a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, They also just elevated Dalvin Cook to their active roster from the practice squad. Um, However, for me, I think this Texans team is different than Texans teams of the past. Um, I think they filled up a lot of holes in their secondary. I think they're getting pass rush they haven't gotten since JJ left. And even though they have a no-name receiving core – even with their best receiver tank Dell out for the season, Nico Collins is playing like a first team NFL wide receiver right now. Um, I've got Houston in a tight one. I do think that part of that comes down to the fact that Mike McDaniel, the DC for the Ravens has been getting a lot of head coaching interest right now. And so I think that's taken his mind off the game a lot. Um, having the bye week for the Ravens, probably the worst thing that could have happened because they also rested their starters in week 18. So Lamar hasn't played in three weeks now. Um, I think there's gonna be a little bit of rust there versus the Texans who had to play all their guys the whole time down to the wire against the Colts had to play all their guys until the fourth quarter when they blew out the Browns last game. Um, I've got Texans in a close one. It's going to be like a one or two point game, but I got Texans on the road. Texans on the road. I'm I'm not going to really variate from that too much or vary from that sway, whatever. Um, Texans, uh, the Texans and the Packers are very similar and they have, a very excellent core 
of really young folks that you haven't heard of yet. It's really, I mean, it's awesome for the Texans, especially um, coming out of the whole Deshaun Watson thing, that they're able to rebuild this quickly and find success. Um, What I worry about with the Ravens and them resting their starters in week 18, yeah, I know, you want to avoid injuries, but I wonder how much of that was about recovering from injuries across the board. Yeah. Um, They've had their their starting running back two or three years in a row now left early in the season with a season-ending injury. That says something about the just absolute beating they're taking week in and week out. Yeah, and that offense is not for the faint of heart either. I mean – Everybody is just hard-nosed running the ball. Yeah, I think that takes a toll. Leaving out one regular season game isn't going to save them here. I think there's a lot of rust. I think there's a lot of Band-Aids that are going to come off um, for the Ravens in particular. I think the Texans make their statement to the world as well. I don't think it's as close either. I, well, I mean, you said it was close. I don't think it's going to be that close. I'm thinking it's going to be a touchdown extra point plus game, personally. But that's no, just me. I get that. I totally get that. Um, also worth mentioning, too, uh, that they're a run-heavy offense, right? Mm-hmm. And this year, the Texans' run defense has been the strength of their team. They have a decent secondary, but they've stopped the rush at a really, really high level. Um Lamar wants to run. They have a pretty solid linebacking core that they're going to spy with. And D'Amico Ryans, former 49ers DC, has seen Lamar plenty of times. Yeah. That he has. That he has. So moving on to the last game in which there's, again, absolutely zero bias. Uh, The Green Bay Packers heading out to sunny San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Jay, who you got? So, um, Brock Purdy in and out of the lineup with injuries. Christian McCaffrey in and out of the lineup with injuries. Similar to the Ravens, all their stars, Debo in and out of the lineup with injuries. Um, I think the Niners are a better team than the Ravens. I think they're more multidimensional than the Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens are a team where if you take away their ability to run the football, they're not going to beat you with uh, just throwing the ball down in and down out. I think the Niners are a team that can beat you either way. But at the same time, the Packers are the hottest team in the NFL right now. After a mediocre start, they have been on an absolute scorcher down the stretch here. Um, a little bit warmer weather when you're used to playing in the cold is going to be nice for the Packers, honestly, getting out west. Um, I think this one's going to be a super close one, too. I, I think those first two games are going to be not very well contested. I think the Texans game, I think the Packers game will be tight. Um, I think this one's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Niners are a very good defensive team. I think the Packers can be when they need to be assuming that Jair doesn't go out there and make himself a captain. Um, <laughs> but assuming that he stays on the sideline, we're supposed to stay on the sideline. I've got the Packers in a tight one, but it's going to be like 17-14 or something low scoring. Yeah, I got a, a fluky low game as well. I'm trying to be as objective as I can. And full disclosure, I am in a, a, one of the many owners of the Packers. Um <laughs> So I'm not talking from my heart here. I'm talking from just the, what we see. I think the 49ers are going to come out rested. I think it's a seven-point win for the 49ers in a low-scoring game. Call it uh, 
something along those lines. Um, however, I do want to say this. Uh, you called it a mediocre start for the Packers. I call it fucking atrocious. All right. LaFleur was on the chopping block for a yep. good part of this season. So um, at least at least by, you know, the talking head pundits. Um, and then all of a sudden something clicked. Defense started playing a lot better, started get, winning a lot of the takeaway battles. Um, Jordan Love started to learn how to be a quarterback that won't lose the game. And I think that's been huge for him. I think next season he's going to make a huge jump. But I think disappointment has to be in the cards for the Packers for long-term success here. Also, I'll, I, I want to mention this now. Brett Favre was a quarterback, A, who showed his penis to a Maxim model. Yes, we all know this. We all know this. But Former Florida State Seminole. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck the Seminoles. Seminoles <laughs> suck genitals. Anyway, so Brett Favre, I would argue – while he was in Green Bay, could have won more. Aaron Rodgers, without a shadow of a doubt, could have won more if not for shitty fucking coaching. Screw you, Dom Capers. Screw you, Dom Capers, former Texans coach as well. Go suck a dick, Dom. Yeah, maybe you need to spell defense before you can actually game plan for it. Anyways, I think with this coaching staff and this young core, this could be one of those weird, wacko years that starts a new Packers dynasty that could actually cross the finish line consistently. The future is bright for Green Bay so long as we take care of our own, baby. So even though I'm saying the 49ers today, this is a short-term loss for a long-term game. So what you're saying is on season two, you and I are just going to get into it this time next year when it's Texans versus Packers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep, in Nolens, y'all, in Nolens. And, and then we got to get into the debate. I mean, you've been to New Orleans, right? I have. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, so we would have to get into an oyster debate too. I mean, you know, is it Acme or is it Felix's? I'm a crawfish guy through and oh, through. Oh, you're a crawfish. Oh, I'm a crawfish man. guy. Crawl natty. Tell yeah, you hey, what. Hey, they they some good little insect lobsters. Yeah, good little right. fly lobsters. Yeah. Little baby lobster. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's another thing you can come on the show and debate is uh, Acme or Felix's because it's Felix's or you're wrong. So there you go. If yeah, you've never right. been to NOLA, go check them out. Go check them out. NOLA. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, so some stuff is happening in Texas, and it is weird. It, it, it's not a good week for Texas. Yeah. As a Side sport. note, that's where we go from sports to just weird shit for the rest of the show now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about the Cowboys and how much they suck. So moving from Fort Worth, Texas – um, which, by the way, will not be hosting an NFL playoff game this weekend because uh, Go Pack Go comes a story about a women's basketball collegiate team where the 14 and four Lady Horned Frogs of Texas Christian University, TCU, take care of your horny frogs. What are you doing? We'll be forfeiting for the next two games due to quote unquote a lack of players. Despite having 14 players listed on their roster and having played 11 
in their previous game. Additionally, it was posted on the TCU women's Twitter page that they will be hosting open tryouts for any full-time students. I'm so glad we picked this topic because (laughs) actually I could show how we're smart with this, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. So two questions we're going to start off with. I'm just going to list the first one first, and then we'll both kind of talk about it. And then we'll get to the second one. All right. So uh, question one, what happened that they went from 14 players to less than five? You want to start and, us and off? You, I mean, I could. I could. But I don't want to. I can. You can. I, I, All right. I just All like right. to give you the opportunity to say your piece first. So answer number one, which is the most obvious answer. And it, truly, I wouldn't post it on my Twitter why this happened either because I'd be too embarrassed. Uh, they lost a dance battle. Somebody stopped their yard and they had to leave the town forever. Um, that's answer number one, you know, dance battles are a very serious thing in the South. If you've ever seen any movie based out of Atlanta, you know, the yard gets stomped daily. You remember Kevin Bacon and Footloose? This is correct. This is truth. (laughs) Answer number two, uh, also fairly embarrassing. So they're in Fort Worth, right? Fort Worth is not very far from Frisco where the Dallas Cowboys play. Uh, the coach being a huge Cowboys fan, obviously booked a party bus this week. And then next week booked a, uh, flight to San Francisco to play the number one seed, both of those deposits non-refundable. So clearly with them being non-refundable deposits, he still has to go, but he needs an out. Let's blame my team for there's not being enough of them. Obviously. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, answer, answer number three, um, and I don't know because I haven't checked the facts. Answer number three, all of them went to the same high school. And because of that, uh, their high school football team, for some reason, is playing a game in January. Texas football is a pretty big deal. All of them have to go to homecoming in January at their <laughs> Texas high school. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then number four, which is also very possible, um, all of them looked at what an average WNBA salary is and said, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm done. Walked <laughs> off and decided they wanted to join the swim team. And they got better NIL deals from it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <sighs> Let's go. LFG. Um, okay, so you missed the most obvious answer, so I'm a little disappointed in your life. More obvious than their yard getting stopped? Sir. Uh, yeah. Sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a very there is a very simple solution to why they went from 14 players to less than five. And so quiz time for Wrangler. Um, there is um, how, how do you put it? There is an artistic cinematic experience that came out recently um, that may may have caused this. Do you know what that is? Barbie movie. Oh, no, more recent than that. Like 2024 recent. Uh, an artistic cinematic experience. The Beyonce movie? Uh, no, I'll give you one more guess. No uh, phone. The, the new Godzilla movie. <laughs> oh, which is actually very good. And they're actually releasing a black and white version of it, which I want to see. It's going to be awesome. That's even more cinematic. I actually um, kind of dig it. 
I like uh, that they kept it like weirdly 1940s Japanese, even like the creepy ass eyes the thing had. But yeah, yeah, it, it was a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, as somebody with a hearing disability, I loved it. That it was all in subtitles. Nobody else liked it, but I, I very much appreciated <laughs> that. Um, but all of your answers were surprisingly and shockingly wrong. Uh, yeah, not because... even fucking close. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's okay. Let me help you out because it's fine. Um, I got a participation trophy. Hey. Yeah, drink your participation trophy. Tell us how the mango and chilies are going before I reveal the answer. This is called dramatic. I think the bottom third is just Michelob Ultra. I think (laughs) I was right before. So a remake of the instant classic, which for some reason... No, I'm not going to go into that. Um, But of the classic Mean Girls was released recently. So how do you go from 14 players to less than five? People were throwing down at the cinema, baby. (laughs) Silver screen coming back. That is the only reason. They had to go see it 14 days in a row just to make sure they didn't miss anything. (laughs) Yeah. Mean Girls, the remake, out now in theaters, unofficial sponsor. Yeah, that's why. Come on. It makes sense. The logic's there. Yeah. Now, here's the not-so-great answer, but maybe a little bit more truthful to it. Um, Colleges have been jacking Title IX since 1991. Yep. Straight up. Um, Ten years ago, I was in my uh, doctorate program, and this was one of the topics we talked about was Title IX. My teacher was one of uh, or my faculty member who was instructing the class, I should, I apologize for that, uh, was one of the folks who helped get Title IX passed. Like she was boots on the ground there doing the whole nine yards. Really big influence on my career and life. Um, and so obviously this was going to be one of the topics. And the topic itself was modern day, how are our colleges and universities getting around Title IX? And there's a lot of ways that universities do this. Okay. So, excuse me, one of the ways is by counting male administrators and male participants as female athletes or female administrators. Um, And in sports such as uh, like track and field, where you can count them three times for indoor, Mm -hmm. outdoor, and cross country. If you have a men's coach or a male who's coaching a woman's sport, then, hey, you get three right there. and then Well, and I mean, it makes sense to do that, too, because let's be honest, track kids don't have any friends. So if you count them three times, they now have two friends. Two friends. Hey, you're never alone with the schizophrenic folks, Ian Hunter. So um, I, th- I think that's one of the things that really caught up. It can be shown here. Sure, you have 14 players on the active roster, but another way that schools are very obviously getting away with sufficing title nine is by recruiting women who maybe they played a year of junior varsity basketball in high school. Hey, come on. We'll list you on our roster. We'll give you swag. We'll pay a little of your tuition. You don't have to do anything. Just sign this paper. And that has been going on. I, I mean, shoot at least 20 years now on a massive scale look up the university of southern florida and all the great things that they did in that realm i think that something similar is happening with the tcu uh lady horn frogs currently in that they have essentially a loaded roster of folks who haven't played basketball in a couple years 
I guess my only issue with that, though, is if they're 14 and four and they played 11 girls in their last game, then in theory, 11 of their girls should be able to play. Maybe three of them are absolutely terrible, but I don't know. Should. And, you know, as always, the the injury bug could come up. Which is fair. I just find it hard to believe that 11 people got injured in one game. Now, one of their players did suffer a season-ending injury in that game, one of the 11. But the other 10 were not injured at the end of the game. And then suddenly we just don't have enough players to play. Yeah. And, you know, we, we obviously wish her speedy recovery and such, but yeah. um, there is, know. there is one other weird piece that goes into this as well that we didn't bring up. And I don't think I haven't mentioned to you. Uh, so in reading about this, if you, it obviously goes as a forfeit if you're not able to play the game. And because it's two conference games, it counts as a conference loss. However, it apparently does not count as an overall loss, just a conference loss. The next two games are against the number seven team in the country and the number 24 team in the country. As weird as this is going to sound, is this somewhat gamesmanship that, look, we know we're not going to beat two top 25 teams. We're 14 and four. We're not ranked. If we lose two conference games, but it doesn't go towards our overall record. It actually may help us in the long run come conference or uh, NCAA tournament time. Hey, there's something to be said for that, right? If you're able to maintain or get back a national ranking after these forfeitures, yeah, well, they didn't have one, but their next two games are against top 25 teams. So if you're on the right. fringe of being a top 25, the only thing that happens if you lose is now you won't be. And if you don't feel you have a strong enough team to beat them, it's kind of a fluffed up record. So, I mean, it's something to be said about it. Yeah. Why press your your folks when you could come in for the uh, postseason conference tournament, get an automatic qualifier into it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense, too. A lot of reasons and not a lot of um, good explanation as to why. All right. So given all that, we move on to question two. Phelps, we'll start with you. What uh, penalty, other than the forfeit, should the TCU Lady Horn Frogs receive for not being able to field a team for two games? Yeah. So this one is near and dear to me. Um, you know, there's... Having been at low level, having been at high level, having been at mid level, there is a lot of programs in the country that just don't deserve to have teams, period. Um, one of my best friends is coaching at a tiny school outside of Raleigh. Coaches men's lacrosse. He has a roster of 18 kids and doesn't have a single goalie on his entire roster. He's going to have was a defenseman play goalie the entire season, which is not only unsafe, but like, how can that be fun for anybody, right? Um, just the situation he walked into, you know, he brought kids in in the first year last year, but it's tough to bring enough in when you come into a roster of 15 to begin with. Um, so in my eyes, and maybe I'm a little over overly strict on this, but I feel like you should have to, you should get the death penalty as a program. If there's any reason that you don't have enough players to play a game, it takes five girls to play basketball. You have 14 on your roster lacrosse it takes 10 guys to play a game of lacrosse most rosters are 40 to 50 you know um even football you have 22 kids in theory plus three especially 25 kids in theory and i know obviously you play way more than that but in theory you could play a game with 25 kids your roster is 120 something if there's ever a reason that you're not able to field a team and play a game, you don't deserve to have that program death penalty. And then those kids can go get a better college experience somewhere else. It may be harsh, 
But at least then those kids, even though they don't know it now, can go to a real program that actually takes it seriously and actually have the real college experience they're supposed to have. I also think that individual coach should get the death penalty. If you ever get into a situation where you're not able to field a team because you didn't do your fucking job and recruit enough kids to play a game, death penalty. You shouldn't be a coach. It's It should be a privilege, not a right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go so, so far as to give them the death penalty, but I would say you need to forfeit the rest of your games. The rest of the season? Yes. Yeah. Um, and allow free transfer without, and, and I know the NCAA rules are, you know, not really enforced. You can transfer nine times now if you yeah. want to. Yeah, but to his you, little brother's trying to get a sixth year. Yeah, well, or seventh year or something like that. <laughs> I also think there should be a rule that you can only get as many transfers as you can count to on without your fingers and toes um, in football too, because that's no. No, no, in general, in general. I'm talking even like people who don't play sports in college. Like, that's how many times you could go to a different university. So I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Make it fair across the board. That's all I'm saying. But uh, the rest of the season, you're right on that one. Like, you administratively have failed these students in giving them um, an opportunity that you recruited them to be a part of i mean in no way shape or form is that acceptable in other forms of life right like let's say like currently um i'm the number two in a department that has uh close to 20 other members in it right and so let's say you know we come up on the third week of school and all of a sudden, 17 of them are out, right? Our accrediting body is going to come down on us and say, why the fuck are kids not able to sign up and attend over 30 different classes that you're offering? Probably closer, uh, let's just name it 54. Why aren't they able to do that? Our accrediting body would come down on us. We would get sanctions. We would it would be all over the news, the whole nine yards. Yep. You probably haven't heard about this story until you were like, ooh, the floral sports show. Let's check this sports. Out. Sports. And uh <laughs> yeah, so how we're sending and I don't mean this as a knock against the players on the team. This Not is a all. knock against the coaching staff. This is a knock against um, the administration. Well, I was going to say the director of player development, as well as the athletic director for not doing their jobs and ensuring that you can actually field this team to provide this opportunity for these young ladies. Institutional control is a very real thing. When the NCAA looks at what penalties are doled out, institutional control is the first thing that they talk about, which means if your assistant coach does something stupid, the head coach gets penalized because he didn't have institutional control. It's the same thing. If this happens to a program, that's on the athletic director, plain and simple. If you delegated and just said, oh, we're a football school, we don't give a shit about women's basketball, whatever, just go bring in kids, whatever, I don't care, then you don't deserve to be the fucking athletic director there. I get that you're a power five football school, but you have a responsibility to every student athlete on your campus, whether they're a football player or not. And your train sucks, by the way. Yep. I don't, I don't care who that offends, but you're like – 
knockoff rendition of Thomas ain't cutting it. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk to my opening statement before I got sidetracked here, but you remember how we used to talk about the lane train all the time? How could I forget? It lives uh, okay. in my heart. So I want, and this is more of a suggestion that needs to happen or something's going to get burned down. No. Um, this is more of a, hey, this needs to happen than anything else. Don't arson. My idea. take my idea. Uh, we need to, in Charlotte, we need to have the Biff bus. So the lane train, you know, Lane Kiffin, right? There's a train that goes around the campus and uh, it has like his face on the front and the really drunk kids are like, oh, I'm too drunk to go to the stadium that's 10 feet away, but uh, oh, I'll get on Lane's train. There is a head football coach at UNC Charlotte whose name is Biff Pogey. And he is my spirit animal. He is a former offensive lineman, former offensive line coach. He walks around and just cut off sleeveless t-shirts, and it's amazing. Uh, we need a Biff bus, and it needs to just be, like, his face on the front, and then, like, over the wheels are just, like, two arms just, like, coming out with no sleeves on them. <laughs> you already have a bus that goes around the whole campus. Just add that to it, and it's a win. Yeah, or just, you know, get, like, some some wood maybe some metal some nails bunch of drywall and you know make the buses turn them into fucking deloreans <laughs> even better old Let's have school both. deloreans Let's biff actually both. wins it's the alternate reality that could happen at you would see charlotte and biff gets brought out to the field in a delorean instead of bringing him out a fucking gator we just have a delorean car drive onto the sidelines <laughs> Exactly. It has out of time as the fucking license plate. The Biff Lorian. <laughs> out of time, losers. Yeah. That's the real trilogy right there. And I love uh, Star Wars, but oh, yeah. I'm Miss all for some Biff Lorian. What <laughs> yeah. oh, butthead? All right. Yeah. So, all right, you buttheads. We're going to wrap this thing up. Come to our final segment. Where we head to a place that is near and dear to all of our hearts. It's the travel destination of the United States of America. Tourism. I don't even, I don't even know why I have to say it. Lexington, Kentucky. Like, all-inclusive resorts, um, palm trees, uh, perpetually just the perfect temperature, whatever that is in your mind. That's Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, wait, it's not? Oh, shit. Uh, well, well, it damn. may soon be for um, our friends, uh, not from this world, extraterrestrial tourists, if you will. Uh, so you know what that means if you've seen us in our other shows. It's time for the Thomas Bahama unofficially sponsored Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. Yeah, get out your and get your spices and throw them on your pasta and I do what you do. you so bad, you're going to wish I no cut you so bad. Okay, let's not go that far, but we're going to try and have a fun time with this. Uh, obviously, if you have no idea what we're fucking talking about, which means you're a sane and rational human being, um, this segment that Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week uh, is in honor of the famous remake of a popular uh, series of books out of the UK turned uh, bang noodle wielding and most likely an Definitely. absolute unit from New Jersey Wizard. Definitely. His hair looks back 
real real nice. nice real nice it's our giuseppe stromboli redo of the week unofficially sponsored by tomothy bahama tomothy bahama banana hammock banana hammock bahamas when you think quality shirts for shorefront nursing homes think Thomas Bahamas. Woo. I always do. So in an effort to bring more tourism to the already over flooded city of Lexington, Kentucky, state officials this week decided to send a message to Captain Kirk and the USS Enterprise to space final frontier. This message being sent by infrared laser laser beams to space not making this up reads quote maybe i should do the should i do what voice should i use for this like what voice should i use to talk to our extraterrestrial friends um consuela from family guy ah you see the first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is the lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center. That's our famous bluegrass. Can we can Consuelo lead us into every single Giuseppe we ever do from now on? No, 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 no. You, you get a choice. You get a choice. How you use it is up to you. No, um, no, I clean. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spock, I clean. It goes on to describe gentle rolling hills, horse farms, <laughs> and bourbon drinks before suggesting places to stay and eat and shop. So this week, you're a city... <laughs> the floundering tourism industry shocker i know and think green spacemen space money in consuela is how you're going to make that skrilla yo so jay i'm gonna send this to you first what cities do you feel could use alien income outside of uh roswell because that one's pretty obvious um yeah. and what messages should they be sending to the stars? And I'm going to add another point to this that wasn't on the script. Uh, in what voice should they be doing it? Because it's Ooh. just too much. Fun. Love it. So I kind of figure on this one, we can just kind of just free ball as we go. We don't need to take turns. If something comes to you, just kind of roll with it. I got a few to kick us off. And you got to either come up, just jump in, right? See you, um, clean. Hey, clean. Um, I feel like... Uh, you know, one place that would be great to start is San Francisco. And it would just be, oh, aliens. <laughs> that, um, that obviously Toby from Family Guy. Yep. Uh, I think that another great one would be Tampa, Florida. And it would be, um, if you have to uh, bury a body, we have a lot of tigers. That bitch. <laughs> That bitch. That bitch. <laughs> uh, I think that you could also take that a step further and go just the entire state of Texas and it'd just be, y'all got any tigers? No? Then fuck you. We don't like foreigners. 
they just redo Wonderwall. It's like the same fucking like guitar. It's like today was gonna be the day that we were gonna let you in. Now <laughs> get the fuck out, Texas. <laughs> Grow up. Oh, that would have been good as Hank Hill. Oh, I thought. Oh, I think we could take this international too, and I think it'd be like uh, you could go to France just as a country, and then it'd just be like, ah. Oh, you want to get inappropriately touched without your consent? Come here and tourist. <laughs> God, I it is strange because I had a conversation earlier about how French people are the worst people on the planet. They're absolute shitbags. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Other than French Canadians, I mean that's a whole nother level of stupid, but all right, what else you got? Uh England, are you tired of space brushing your space teeth? Mm. Mm. Don't need the choppers. What else you got? Choppers. Um, I mean, I think Salt Lake City is an obvious. <laughs> I don't even know if I need to go into that one. I think it kind of speaks for itself. Magic pants bricks. Magic <laughs> pants bricks. Um, I mean, you can go to Scotland, and Scotland would just be y'all got tree fitty. Hey, aliens, <laughs> aliens. Give me about tree fitting. <laughs> 13 foot tall Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Damn it, monster. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why, but after reading this, the first thing that just came to mind was um, the lead singer of Metalocalypse just coming up and be like, to come, Corey. <laughs> and that, that that's the whole message. That's yeah, it. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think it's. I think it's a really good thing. Um, Denver, obviously, space weed. Um, I don't think you would call it space weed. I, I think you gotta just call it like something, like Earth weed. I don't know. Well, yeah, but Denver's message can't be so simple. It's got to be like <laughs> with Seth Rogen. Yes, dudical. <laughs> Montefel John Stone, the actual. Um, Official sponsor of Denver. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's yep. another one. Um, what other towns could use some uh some advertising? I'm thinking I... Detroit is just a bear just screaming. <laughs> it's like the Titanic, but with bears on it. <laughs> I think uh West Virginia's entire state would just be, hey, y'all spalians, you y'all spalians, space aliens. <laughs> Oh, Mick Ultra. <laughs> Got him. I don't know where Mick Ultra's from, but that might be there. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, aliens, y'all got cousins too? Come share. <laughs> uh, Sydney, Australia. Crikey, Earth people. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, South Africa. Cricket, because nobody else knows how to play this fucking game. Even though that was very much Wales, slash very much UK, slash a very bad representation of that whole island. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Kansas, hey, tourists, you're looking for some excitement. You want to go somewhere where your tourist dollars are going to be worth every cent? It's not here. <laughs> Russia. Comrades come to Moscow. Comrades don't leave Moscow because they have too much fun. 
<laughs> All right, where else uh, needs some tourists? We need more tourists. Yeah, we definitely need a lot of tourists here. Um, I mean, Canada would just be like, hey, bud, y'all want to come out here? Well, I don't know why he has a southern accent now. Oh, <laughs> God, makes it all true. <sighs> Fucking Toronto hipsters. I, I can't. Um, fuck it. I don't even want Canada anymore. Canada's his own animal. No, fuck it. No, t- Canada's like, we're out of the extraterrestrial market. Uh, yeah, so I got an obvious one, which is Albuquerque, which is just Brian Cranston going, I am the one who knocks, which is more <laughs> like he's trying to invite himself out to outer space. Is but, he his own tourist? Yeah, he, he might be, but at the same time, they don't really know English too well, we assume. So maybe they might take it as a sign of greetings and that's how mars attacks starts oh shit (laughs) so kentucky started mars attacks in this scenario oh no albuquerque does um there (laughs) is an actual spaceport in albuquerque too um that's not really operational but yeah i was gonna say it's never been used yeah yeah Mm. miami darling yep that's it done (laughs) and if it's a video message uh you just see uh dexter just in the background like (laughs) yeah he's just in the foreground just like 305 (laughs) mr worldwide darling (laughs) and and then the aliens will just go away completely. Even though I'm pretty sure the aliens roll up their windows when they pass by Earth and just like, nope. Nope. Don't do not, need this. Do not look them in the eye. Do not look them. Oh my God. He's coming over with the squeegee. Jesus fucking Christ. Tim, I told you to fuck it. Hi. Hi. No, you don't have to. Oh my God. Why? How are you keeping up with us? Uh, why are you? Oh my God. You just made the dirt window dirty. Give him a five. Just give him a five. Just give him a five. Just give. Thank you. Tim, you're never driving again in this fucking quadrant. I got another one for you. It's Baltimore. Rack city, bitch. Rat, rat city, bitch. Rat city, bitch. Rat, rat city, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, obviously uh, Seattle's is just the song that was made for uh, the most recent, the Batman. Uh, by Kurt Cobain of Nirvana. Dude, side note. I was in Virginia so Beach sorry. this weekend. I'm in Virginia Beach this weekend, and I'm at a brewery, and in the back of the brewery, they have this whole, it's like a brewery in Cadence Hall, which I guess is a way of saying music hall in like hipster terms. And uh, in the back room, there's a live band playing, and then there's a singer, and the singer just sounds absolutely terrible like they've never sung in their life and so in my mind i'm like all right like this has got to be like karaoke right like live band karaoke so they go for a couple songs and the singer is just terrible and so the bartender comes over and i've had a couple drinks and i look at her i'm like hey and this is not even late this is like 7 p.m and i look at her i'm like hey um i gotta ask you a question I'm like what's going on in the back is that like live band karaoke and she goes no that's school rock and i'm like okay so for someone who doesn't know what the hell you just said, what the hell is school rock? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's uh, all these kids. And basically they go to school to get better at music. And then, you know, they come out and they play. 
And without missing a beat, I go, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me this girl that's singing is paying money to get better at singing? Like, did she start yesterday? <laughs> and the girl just kind of looks at me and walks away. And I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm honest. But where I'm going with this is I was there for like an hour. And every single song they played was either Foo Fighters or Nirvana. They played 20 oh, songs. And every single one was Foo Fighters and Nirvana. I'm like, who goes to a school of rock that only plays two bands? Yeah, there's more to life. And I love the Foo Fighters. Davey Grohl and I were born in the same hospital. Also didn't have that on my bingo card, dropping that bit of knowledge, episode one. But still, like, come I, you on. know, shit happens. Yeah, there, there's actually one of those above the um, the soccer bar that I go to for Liverpool matches. A school of nice. rock. Yeah, it's actually pretty legit. I mean... In theory, it was cool. Like the musicians were good. The drummer was awesome. It's just like their singers just you're at a certain point. I don't care how rich your parents are. Understand that all the money in the world doesn't make you a singer. No, but according to South Park, it will cal- uh, cure cancer. So true. Truth. Truth indeed. Facts. Truth. We had a lot of truth, a lot of facts, a lot of good alien messaging. We even dumped a little bit of actual knowledge on people and made fun of the Cowboys. I, I'd say that's a hell of a week there, Dragon Wrangler. What do you think? I'd agree with you. I think, uh, you know, nobody got serious either, which is all I can ever ask for in any episode of anything we do. Oh, yeah. It's been fantastic. So with that, got to say, and I'm sorry to say it, but island time is over for now with week one in the books of It's Floral five Coast. o'clock somewhere, and that's literally where both of us are right now it's five o'clock here (laughs) it is five o'clock here indeed the irony (laughs) yeah so week one in the books of floral foolishness what are you doing your cue sports there it is i'd open a beer oh i had to reach it was over there it was a long way away there was more dots that time. There there were a lot of dots. Dots. Uh, so we thank you for joining us this week. When we're going to post next, who the fuck knows? As I said earlier, we're not podcasters. Um, it's your boy Stotesy Mike Stotes, joined as always by the Dragon Wrangler Jeremy Phelps. If you disagree with anything that we said on this show, join us, reach out, whatever. And as always, you stay tropical, whale's vagina.